Welcome to the Lucky Let Cord Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express and a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chris Otto. Super pleased to be with you. Friday, January 22nd, getting closer to the end of the Australian Open quarantine. I think we're just touching the end of week one. So about seven more days to go in quarantine and no live tennis for you crazy diehard tennis fans. But that will all change soon. Um, Special guest today on the program. This is very exciting. Whitney Osigwe of the United States, currently ranked 162 in the world. 18 years of age, a former junior number one, a former Roland Garros girls singles champion, a very talented and very smart young person. Had the pleasure of speaking with her yesterday, talking about her run through qualifying, which she made in fine fashion in Dubai. She'll be playing her fifth main draw at a Grand Slam in a couple weeks at the Australian Open. So we had a nice little chat about her overcoming some of her mental difficulties in 2020, why things are clicking for her in 2021, found out a little bit more about her family about her affinity for the clay, why she loves it so much, and about the situation in Melbourne, of course. So, very cool interview, very cool player. Thanks, Whitney Osigwe, for joining. Here comes the interview. See you guys on the other side. Hey, Whitney, how are you doing? I'm doing good in here. I'm doing well. It's really nice to speak with you. In fact, it's a, it's a great pleasure. And congrats on qualifying for the Australian Open. Thank you. I'm curious about um, how well you played in qualifying. Um, you had a bit of a t- tough 2020, like most tennis players out there. It was kind of a horrible year for everybody. But what what clicked for you to start the season so strong this year? Um, yeah, you know, I worked really hard during the off season, and um, I've just been focusing on being happy on court and obviously touching up on a few little things. And I think that played a big part in Dubai. Yeah, did you have high expectations? Did you have a feeling when you got on the plane and headed out out to um, Dubai for qualifying that this was going to be a a good event for you and that you're going to start clicking in 2021? Um, I didn't really have any expectations. That was something that I was focusing on, not putting too much pressure on myself, just enjoying myself on court and knowing that the results would follow. Yeah, cool. And I'm curious to know what it's been like now that you've been in Melbourne for about a week. We've heard all kinds of stories from players. We're following all you guys on social media, eager to get updates. You've been fortunate enough to get on the court, but if I'm not mistaken, it took a few days before you were able to get out of your hotel room and actually go hit some balls. Is that correct? Yeah, it was um, almost three days. Um, Obviously, we got tested the second day we were here and we were waiting on our test results. But like you said, we're just fortunate to get out of our hotel room and they have their rules for a reason. There's a reason they don't have any coronavirus cases here right now. So I'm just, I've just been trying to fill up my time that I have in the hotel room with, you know, TikTok, Netflix, FaceTiming friends, but yeah, it hasn't been too bad so far. Not too bad. You're coping with it. All right. You're in good spirits. Yes, I am. <laughs> Being good. positive. That's good. I like to hear it. Um, who do you have with you out there? Did your dad not make the trip? Are you are you with Jordan Belga? T- tell me about what your team is like right now. Um. Yeah, no, my dad, um, unfortunately, he couldn't make the trip. He had to stay home and take care of my sister. 
Cool. Um, which I completely understand and respect. Um, yeah, Jordan Boga is out here with me. I was with Matt Clower, who has been a part of the team. Um, I was there in Dubai with him, but unfortunately he wasn't able to make this trip either. He has four kids, you know, so family does always come first. And, and so, yeah, I'm here with Jordan, and I've worked with Jordan a lot too during the preseason, so I'm I'm enjoying it. Cool. And, and who did you choose as your practice partner? Who are you hitting with in the first week? I'm with Olga Danilovich. Oh, cool. And yeah. how's that going? What is it? How, how do you find the conditions out here? What has the practice been like? Has it been tricky after going through the stress of the travel and maybe some of the worries that you had in the first few days? Um, I mean, I've just been trying to feel the courts and, and get used to the conditions here, you know, but practicing with Olga has been a lot of fun. Um, both me and her have just really made the best of our time that we do have on court. So yeah, it hasn't been too, too hard. It's been, it's been fun when we have been on the court. Cool. And do you, and what you guys will, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, add to your team in the second week, what, what are the two other players that you'll bring into your team? Um, yeah, so we were supposed to add on Sunday. Okay. Um, however, with all of the growing, um, covid cases and and as you've i don't know if you've heard but another player test positive they're having a call tomorrow and they'll decide when we're able to combine with two other girls so we're not exactly sure what's going on yet Mm, i see cool and how do you find the facilities i see they've got tents set up for you guys places to get your workouts in and everything everything's pretty spot on over there is it so do you feel like that five hours is uh, enough to make you at least be ready to take a long nap when you get back to your quarantine (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's definitely utilized well. Um, we have about an hour and a half in the gym and then two hours on the practice court and an hour in nutrition. So, yeah, by the time we get back to the hotel, we're pretty tired. You know, five hours a day is it's it's a good amount of time being out there on the court, you know, so. Cool. Good. Um, what what are you doing in your 19 hours is it, i mean you're you're doing the netflix little social media do you do an, any additional training or stretching or anything in your room during those that downtime um yeah i've been doing some yoga um some i don't know if you know what plyometrics are but like jumping okay. jacks and like all those type of things um besides from my workout that i get in at the gym yeah. um so yeah i've also been doing those things cool let me ask you a big question, big picture question, Whitney, about your career. I mean, you've had so much success as a junior. The Roland Garros title was a historic one for American tennis fans. I think you were the first American to win that title in like 28 years. Um, you were a junior number one. You're still so young, only 18 years of age. I just wonder, when, you, when you've had all that success in the juniors, did you feel for a couple of years that maybe it put a little pressure and expectations on you? And is that something you've had to adapt to just to grow your game at your own pace? Um, yeah, I mean, of course, I think every single tennis player, no matter what they did in juniors or not, um, dealt with or deals with pressure and expectations but I try my best to not worry about them and just focus on what I can control and like I said just my happiness on the court knowing that everything else will follow and the only person I have anything to prove anything to is myself so Mm. was it a struggle for you last year a little bit to find this balance this happiness Um, was it why was it a tough year for you personally last year um I mean, obviously, uh, 
when Corona hit, we, it made training, it made a lot of things a lot tougher, you know, and, and also my results weren't, weren't the best. And I think I based, I based me wanting to play tennis on my results and I based um, how I looked at myself on my results. And obviously when I wasn't doing good, then Mm. mentally I was not good. And I've learned that I'm, me as a person is not based on my results so if I'm able to separate the two and just keep working hard and and focusing on my happiness and controlling what I can control that the results will they will follow that's a great realization to make and and an important one Who, who helped you along the way come to that realization to get this kind of this wisdom this knowledge um I my parents my parents were a big part you know I would I would honestly call them crying a lot after losing matches or just after a bad practice. And, and I would, I would, I'm very close to my parents. So I would, you know, give them insights on certain things that were going on in my personal life. And they were always there and supported me and, and they were just, you know, they did what parents do and they were the best. No, that's great. Yeah. We know a lot about your dad. We've read a lot about his story and how he came to the United States and how he's been a big, uh, a, college athlete and then also a um, coach at IMG. We know about your brother as a college uh, athlete at uh, in basketball. Your younger sister's a, a, an aspiring young tennis player. How much fun is it to be in a family that is, is so athletic? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun because we can all relate to each other. We can all help each other out. You know, we're competitive. We push each other to be the best that we can be. So I love it. It's a lot of fun for me and, and uh, I hope that you know, they're just success. They're as successful as they want to be. And yeah, we're a tight knit family. That's cool. We don't know a lot about your mom. Um, we hear more about your dad. Is that because your mom's a little camera shy? <laughs> she, she does a lot of behind the scenes work that nobody, um, that nobody sees, but yeah, she definitely doesn't like the camera, but my mom was also, um, into a lot of sports in high school. She played basketball, gymnastics, softball, so she was also athletic. Oh, cool. That's good to know. I had a feeling she was doing some work behind the scenes. What would you say she's helped you with um, most, your mom, as you know, overall? Everything. She's honestly, she's my best friend. I couldn't ask for a better mother. Um, she helps me on the management side of things. Um, she works with my agents on that, so... She's she's just honestly my best friend. I love her. Oh, good to hear. Hey, Whitney, why are you so good on the clay? And and um, what is it? Is it is it? It's it's an interesting one because of a lot of a lot of our American players, are, you know, are the opposite. They're great on hard courts and and they they struggle to learn the game on clay. But for you, it's pretty much the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, I I started on the green clay at IMG with my dad, actually. So I, I kind of started on clay. I know it's not the same as red, but I did start on clay. And I don't know what it is, but when I'm on clay, I feel I feel comfortable. It's it's my favorite surface, always has been, always will be. So I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Yeah, it's just the, your game is built for it. Huh? You just feel comfortable on it. And t- tell me, though. These results qualifying for the Australian Open are really nice. Would you say you're making some strides on, on you know, improving your overall game on the hard courts? Is that what this this qualifying might indicate? Um, yeah, I've never really done bad on hard. Obviously, um, they have hard courts everywhere, so I play on that a lot too. Um, I, I would say I'm I'm good on both. I just I just love being on the clay. Mm, cool, that's great. Hey, when you were a, 
made your Australian Open debut. I think it was 2019. You qualified um, via the the wild card playoff. You faced Bianca Andreescu in the first round. You guys played a three setter. Is that a trip to look to say, to to know that you're so competitive with a player who ba- who basically stormed the U.S. Open a couple of years ago in that same season, actually? Um, yeah, Bianca had a really good year. Um, obviously, she continues to do good. But, yeah, it really showed me that I just, you know, I belonged there and that I could do it. And I had a tough um, match losing that match. But I only – I walked away with that match with a lot of lessons learned and experiences. So I – it was a, it was a really good experience for me. And and along the same lines, is it is it pretty crazy to know and to see the success maybe of some of the other young Americans like Coco's having, you know, really making big strides. Amanda Anisimova, she's around your age group, has already been a Grand Slam semifinalist. I mean, there's two ways to look at it, right? There's one to say, oh, geez, why am I not there yet? But the other thing is, you're competitive with all these players you know you match up to them pretty well you must be thinking okay my time could could be coming any minute um yeah I'm really happy for all of the other Americans doing well obviously um I played a lot with Coco as she was growing up she's she's two years younger than me but she was always at the level to be with you know the age group of me Katie Amanda and, and all of us so I'm really I'm very very happy for Coco she's such a humble human being and um yeah honestly I think everybody's time time comes and like there's no oh my time might come in five years and it might come in five months you know you never know so I'm just focusing on myself working hard and obviously they do push me to be the best that I can be yeah that's good to know um do you have you had a lot of quality time with Coco would you say you guys got to be friends you know or you just kind of casual friends or what's that relationship like um, obviously, we don't live in the same place, and uh, we haven't been playing much of the same tournament, so I don't see her much. But, um, yeah, I would say I'm friends with Coco. She's just such a sweet girl, and, you know, it's really hard not to love Coco. I heard you're a big Azarenka fan. Is that true? I am. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it that you love about Vika? Everything. I, I love the way she plays. I love the way she carries herself on court. Um, she she really doesn't give up until it's over and and this is weird but i really love the way she does her hair on court <laughs> really what is it about what's it about her hair on court have you not seen the, the little braids she does i can't i'm i can't say i'm that from I'll, I'll i'll look into it a little bit more so so it's the braids that are the key to vika's hair huh yes yeah, she, <laughs> it's she's really defi- cute <laughs> she's definitely one of a kind she's uh she's a great great player she's a great inspiration w- would you say you take inspiration from uh, from a lot of these players that are on tour for a while do you ever get do you ever have these starstruck moments um when you see some of the players around um i mean now it's probably a little harder with the quarantine but you know when you run into top players uh, are there any players that make you kind of i don't know kind of get excited or a little bit nervous um well not really i would just say obviously because i'm i'm playing the same tournaments as them i'm on the same tour as them so um not really but Obviously, those who've come before me, I've I've watched them a lot, and I've learned from all of them, and I respect all of them greatly. So, how about Sitsipas? I see you you have your own vlog. I've seen you some of your work on YouTube, which is pretty cool. Uh, Stefanos is doing some good work on YouTube as well. Do you follow him at all? 
I don't. I've heard he does the vlogs too, but I haven't seen any of them yet. Yeah, you should check him out. You might get some uh, good ideas off of him. But um, all right. So I, I wanted to ask you a few more questions about um, what's next for you. I mean, you must be excited to have a shot here to wrap to possibly get your first Grand Slam win. So what is your mindset and your approach as you go into this last week of quarantine? And um, you know, what are some of the things you're focusing on? Um, yeah, I think my mindset is the exact same that it has been the whole preseason. And while I was in Dubai, it's honestly just working hard and focusing on my happiness on court. And like I said, the results will follow. So I'm not too worried about the results. Um, I'm more I'm more worried about the way I feel, knowing that the results will come along. Very wise approach. And then once you clear the quarantine, if, you know, fingers crossed and all things go well, you'll have a week of will you be entering any events or will you just have another week of practice but hopefully ideally it'll be a lot more free and a lot more easy to move around i'm sorry after quarantine before ozzy yeah was it the, the week before there'll be an extra week are you entered in any of the events there or are you going to be free and just continue to practice um yeah i'm playing the melbourne 500 oh you are that's yes. excellent and what do you think it'll be like when you, if and when you clear quarantine? Do you think it'll be like completely normal life like we had, like say a year ago? Like, or or do you expect that there'll be some mask wearing and some kind of like little bit of strictness still going on? I'm just kind of unclear what the situation is going to be like in another week. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be a completely normal lifestyle. You know, I think we're obviously still going to have to social distance and and wear masks and put on hand sanitizer obviously for everyone's safeties but those are those are the things we're going to have to do to keep tournaments up and running and and i have no problem doing them yeah it'll be nice if they can bring some fans into melbourne to watch you guys win it yes i believe they are having um not full capacity but i believe they're having some fans super cool Whitney, I want to thank you so much for your time. I'll let you get back to your quarantining, your Netflix, or your plyometrics, whatever whatever it is you got planned for tonight. Um, um, pleased with your success, and I wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you. Nice talking to you. This edition of the Lucky Let Cord podcast is a wrap. Special thanks again, Whitney Osigway, for joining us. That was fun. Guys, thanks for listening. I just want to give you a heads up on where you can find us on social. We are Tennis Now. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tennis now. On Twitter at tennis underscore now. And, of course, Apple Podcasts. We want you over there. Just open up your Apple Podcasts app. Type in Lucky Letcord Podcast and voila. We'd love it if you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It would mean a lot to us. You guys mean a lot to us. Thank you so much for listening. Counting down to the Australian Open. We're going to be there soon. Hang in there, y'all. See you next time. <laughs>